1: Track four games at once with multi-view mode, and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your
0: free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Here's a good idea.
1: Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener.
3: It's gonna be a long, long time To touch town, bring me around again and find. I'm not the man they think
2: I am Oh, no, no, The radio no. is not broken I'm a rocket man Yes That is William Shatner Burning out his shoes out here alone We know why he's never gotten a record contract Yes, he is a rocket man, now not just in fiction, but in real life. Hey, welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young sitting in this evening. Uh, I'll be with you till 11 tonight on KMOX. And one of the topics du jour will be William Shatner, who uh, blasted off into space today. And uh, yes, producer extraordinaire Mike Anderson is smiling because he thinks I'm very squirrely for being a Star Trek fan. So, uh, yes, we will have some fun at William Shatner's expense this evening. Because, as you heard from that clip from Rocket Man, he's just so easy to mock. He really, truly is. It's not even a challenge. But uh, as the show unfolds this evening, I'll be working this in uh, to what we'll be talking about tonight. And if you were listening uh, to Kevin Wheeler in the last hour, he was talking just a little bit about this uh, John Gruden email situation. And I'm going to talk about that, but in a way uh, that doesn't necessarily involve John Gruden and my point is is that uh, probably in the next hour tonight as again as the show unfolds i'm going to talk about john gruden and his emails but in the context of how this impacts st louis's litigation against the rams you know i've been saying right here on 1120 for a very long time uh, that i believe that the rams lawsuit will settle it'll settle on very favorable terms for st louis but this Gruden situation, in my mind, exemplifies why the Rams litigation will not proceed to trial on January 10th. And so, again, uh, as the show unfolds this evening, we will dive into that uh, because uh, basically that money, if the, if the litigation is successful, it will be divided between, I believe, St. Louis City St. Louis County and the St. Louis Regional Convention and Sports Complex Authority. So, uh, again, later on in the show, when we start to talk about that topic, I'm going to want to open up the phone lines because, folks, we're talking about some real money here. You know, it was uh, I think it was former Illinois Senator Adelaide Stevenson. I think I was probably three years old when he made this statement. But he was in Congress and said You know, when you talk about a billion dollars here and a billion dollars there, pretty soon you're talking about real money. And that is especially true when it comes to the St. Louis litigation against the Rams. So eventually this evening, I'm going to want to open up the phone lines and hear from you about what, uh, what St. Louis should spend that money on when that case settles. And I do believe that it will settle. Uh, speaking of settling, you know, you may have to settle for no Christmas presents this year because of the shipping problem. And President Biden even said today that Christmas presents. Uh, You know, they could be delayed this year. So I didn't realize that Santa had a logistics problem. But apparently, you know, when you're uh, when you run an operation with elves, even the elves depend on shipping logistics. So uh, because they're not going to be able to make like in the movie Elf, they're not going to be able to make all of those (laughs) Etch-A-Sketches. There must be some problem shipping the sand in from Central Africa. I didn't know that was an issue, but uh, but we we're going to talk about those supply issues now. I actually had a great idea, and I hope my wife isn't listening right now because President Biden has given every man in America the perfect excuse for not buying a timely Christmas present. You got the perfect excuse. You can say, "Oh, honey, you listen. I am very. I bought that. I bought, I ordered that for you in October." I don't understand how, how that didn't arrive by December 25. I don't, you know, it must be President Biden. It's darn it. It's that President Biden's fault for messing up your Christmas present, and I think you should write and fire off a nasty email to President Biden right now. And by the way, I'm going to start working the phones and see how we can, you know, expedite that really nice present I bought you. And then what you do is you wait till like January 3rd, and you buy everything on the on the, uh, or rather between Christmas and New Year's, and you buy everything on sale. I mean, that's guys. Listen, I have just given you this is priceless, priceless advice I've given you. Uh, or I may have actually said something that will result in me sleeping on the couch. I'm not sure which of those two outcomes are going to occur, but one of them, one of those two outcomes uh, is is a certainty. Hey, coming up after the break, as I mentioned, we're going to do a deep dive, or I guess I should say we're going to proceed at warp speed uh, to discuss Captain Kirk's official launch into space, with our special guest, John Sloan, used to be right here on X. We're going to pick up that topic and so many more topics here on At Your Service. KMOX, we'll be right back.
3: All the news and all that matters to you. The voice of St. Louis, KMOX. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to uh, At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening. I forgot to mention at any point in time, even when we're doing interviews, you can always send over a text. I read every single one. 314 436 7900 And as long as we aren't in interviews, uh, the phone lines this evening will be open. But uh, listen, we are going to be interviewing right now. One of my absolute best friends. You know him as the former sports director at KPLR-TV Channel 11. He was also right here on Camo X doing sports open line and other things for years and years and years. And now he's the PR media guru extraordinaire, John Sloan. Hey, John, welcome back to Camo X.
1: I'm delighted to be here, Bradley. And That was the nicest things you said about me in 30 years.
2: Well, I would say more nice things about you if you bought me lunch more often.
1: Okay, it's
2: a deal. Okay. So I treated you to uh, wait, a dinner last Wait, wait, it's a deal. Month, it's a deal. Mike, hang on a second, John. Mike, I want you to flag the tape on that because he <laughs> agreed that was a contract. He agreed to buy me more lunches.
1: But I invited you to my wedding party uh, last month, so I think that squares us.
2: Yeah, but you made me bring my own food. But, uh, (laughs) you know, no, 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 not at all. It was lovely. But the reason why I'm having you on this evening, John, is because, and I need to set this up for the audience, because John and I get together for lunch about once a month, sometimes more often, depending on my work schedule. And half the time we argue about politics and the other half, we, all we do is talk about Star Trek. So I I, want to, isn't that a fair assessment?
1: It's a very fair assessment. We're having lunch on the landing one day, and we were doing that, and some waitress came over and said, "Are you guys talking about Star Trek?" And we said yes, and she looked at us like we were crazy. And of course we are.
2: Of course we are. But I want to set yeah. this up for you because the, William Shatner, of course, everyone knows William Shatner went to space today, uh, and uh, and and when he right before he went though he gave a press conference. John, I don't think you heard this. But uh, no, William, William Shatner gave a press conference and talked about the risks of going into space. And this is what he said.
3: The enormous danger potential in any contact with life and intelligence as fantastically advanced as this. But I must point out that the possibilities, the potential for knowledge and advancement is equally great. Risk is our business. That's what this
2: starship is all
0: about. That's why we're aboard her.
2: So, John, I don't. I guess you didn't hear that particular press conference today.
1: No, I missed that. That was highly reminiscent uh, of uh, of a Star Trek episode from the uh, second season called "Return to Tomorrow." But we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> put that aside. Yeah, I'm sure he's not plagiarizing it.
2: That's exactly what that episode is, and, uh, <laughs> and 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 our producer Mike Anderson literally rolled his eyes, thinking, saying, "Oh my goodness, you guys know way too much about Star Trek." But yes, that oh, was yes, absolutely. That mm-hmm. was a great episode, and it was certainly cringeworthy. But what what was this? What did this mean to you, John, to see? Because you and I, again, we talk Star Trek. Everybody loves Star Trek, maybe not as much as oh, we do. But, yes. uh, but 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 <laughs> but what did this mean to you, John, to see Captain Kirk, the embodiment of Captain Kirk, going into space?
1: I thought it was remarkable because Shatner at age 90, this yes, at age 90, is still active. He's still doing things. And let's face it, he did this probably as a publicity stunt, and it worked. It was incredible. He's everywhere now. And I, I'm still nauseous from on CNN about 20 minutes ago. I was watching, and they played clips. Of his infamous performance uh, art uh, thing of Rocket Man.
2: Now, of I've already played. I've already played some of that to start the show, John. It, it was—it's oh, truly gotta cringeworthy. It. You
1: got to see it to believe it. He's—he's uh, he's the worst overactor in the history of the art. Uh, but he came up with a great publicity gig here, and I actually find more power to him. He's done—he's done a lot of things which will have to tick off a lot of people. But if at age ninety he is still going into space and doing other things. Good for him.
2: That's good for him. great. Yeah, yeah. Oldest person to ever go into space. He is 90, but, John, his hair is only about 10.
1: Well, he hasn't replaced uh, periodically, but he has not had a good hairpiece. You know, he started wearing a hairpiece in the third season of Star Trek. And uh, basically has not had a good piece since. So whatever, whatever money he's made that's been quite a bit, uh, he ought to spend more on his hairpieces.
2: Yeah, he should. We're, uh, we're talking to uh, legendary sportsman, uh, sportscaster uh, John Sloan here this evening talking about Star Trek. Have you seen some of the memes, John, that have been floating around about Star Trek, About rather about uh, Captain Kirk here going into space for real?
1: They are they are everywhere. They they permeate uh, the net. They permeate anything you can look at on social media. And uh, but it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, where else? Uh, how else could anybody come up with a ninety-year-old actor suddenly becoming front-page news? Oh, it's, it's
2: extraordinary. It, it is truly extraordinary. It's the greatest PR stunt that I've seen in, in, in that I can even remember. It's 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 that fabulous. But my my favorite meme, and this is going to take a little bit of a setup here, but uh-huh. it, you, you know as well as I do in the original series. If there was a security guard on a planet wearing a red shirt, what did that mean, John, to that particular security guard?
1: It means he would die within seconds. They killed off more <laughs> security guys with red shirts than anybody else. But if you time it sometimes less than a minute, a uh, well, the security guy in a red shirt gets canceled. So basically, you're wearing a red shirt. It's a death sentence. So uh, you didn't want to do that on the, uh, the original Star Trek series. Yeah,
2: exactly. And if you're wearing a red shirt, unless, you know, you were Scotty or somebody, but if you're a security guard wearing a red shirt, you, you, you're, never, you're guaranteed not to make it to the first commercial.
1: No, you can't even buy insurance. It's terrible. Can't so can these, uh, these guys are dead. No, They're dead. Uh, that was one of those things. Scotty was the only guy who wore a red shirt who survived because he was a, a featured member of the cast. The rest all dead.
2: They're all dead. All dead. And the reason why I bring that up is one of my favorite memes was a picture of these four crew members on the Blue Origin crew. And, of course... William Shatner, thanks to some creative photoshopping, William Shatner is wearing his standard command gold uniform, and, and all the other three are wearing red shirts. <laughs>
1: That is a good one. You probably ordered the other guys to get red shirts because they'd be killed off and he would get all the publicity. That would be my, my that would be my conspiracy theory.
2: Exactly. And my other favorite meme and I know you've gotten this because I think I sent it to you or you sent it to me I don't remember, but uh, uh one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, is of course uh Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah. And I still remember John I was I was I don't know 5 years old when I watched that movie 6 and the ending and there's no spoiler alert. The darn thing came out in the 60s. But uh, but in the end, when whenever Charlton Heston sees the Statue of Liberty and realizes that he's been on Earth the entire time, just to me, just completely changed my view of that entire movie as it did with anyone who saw that movie. So my favorite
1: surprise ending ever,
2: greatest surprise ending ever. Rod Serling wrote the script fabulous movie, but one of the memes going around was a picture of, of Roddy McDowell in his, uh, uh, in his ape makeup saying when William Shatner, yes, when William Shatner comes back from space, we should all dress like this. (laughs) Brad, I did send that to you. You that sent that crazy. to me. Yeah, that was you sent that to me. Uh, but, but I was reminded also this week with all the talk of Captain Kirk, I, I got to tell you a quick story, John. I, had, I think I maybe told you this story before, but I had a case years ago with a, with a big law firm here in town. I'm not going to mention their name, but at the time they were using William Shatner as their spokesperson and a very expensive. And so this other attorney and I were, were about $5,000 apart, and I sent him a letter, and I said, if you didn't have to pay Captain Kirk to do your advertising, you could accept my settlement offer. And I I thought it was moderately funny until I got a phone call from the managing partner of the law firm telling me how unethical my letter was and how rude and unprofessional it was. And then he hung up on me, which, as you know, John, from your days in radio, if the other person hangs up, that means you win the argument.
1: Absolutely. It means you did well and the other guy couldn't handle it, if that is his best response. There ought to be more funny lawyers like you and like me. Though we went to law school (laughs) together, you... I've gone on to uh, become inactive, though I have I guess I've been a lawyer 30 years and have not been disbarred yet.
2: Uh, well, you know, yeah. yeah, but the year's not over. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, so I'm still working on it.
2: But one of the other things, John, again, we're talking to uh, uh, sportscaster John Sloan. And uh, one of the other things I wanted to mention, John, and have you talk about is the confusion that you've encountered between Star Wars and Star Trek. And this kind of has brought this all up to the surface. What, what have you encountered during uh, this resurgence of interest in Captain Kirk?
1: This, this very moment, I mean, this very morning, I was, I was horrified. I was listening at KMOX. As a matter of fact, it was 7 a.m., and uh, they went to the network news, and they did the Shatner story, and they went to some guy, I can't remember his name, who was a correspondent who was doing the package, and it was blah, 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 this and that, and William Shatner, who defined Star Wars in the 1960s. Now, we have to set this up. Those of us who are Star Trek fans just firmly believe Star Trek is intelligent, uh, compelling science fiction that has lasted forever. Cerebral. Good stuff. Whereas Star Wars is insipid dribble. It's computer (laughs) animation stuff, and it's... uh, and it's a you know shoot them up and all that stuff. What, fine. what do you, you really think, John? It. Don't
2: don't hide your feelings, John. Tell me what you really uh, think but, here.
1: But for this guy, as a network correspondent, and he makes a mistake like that, it's, it's, uh, I hope they fired him on the spot. But so there was a there a reported <laughs> piece, so they probably had to wait a bit. But yes, I heard that on this very network, this very morning. So I'm uh, I'm stunned. I may never recover.
2: Well, I got to tell you, I uh, I tend to watch the Today Show when I'm on the treadmill in the mornings. And uh, for, the, for several times now, over the past couple of weeks, as soon as it was announced that William Shatner was going into space, Hoda Kotb on the Today Show uh, also has gotten these confused because she's never seen either one. So she kept saying Star Wars instead of Star Trek. And Absolutely. I thought, you know, that, that, in, that alone may warrant someone from losing their American citizenship.
1: You would think that, uh, at least in an outfit like the Today Show, there's an army of producers and writers and fact-checkers that somebody didn't write it down for her or correct it. uh, I'm sorry, I'm not a particular fan of that show anyway, but that just shows what happens when you don't have enough professional people, you know, behind the scenes.
2: Exactly. Hey, last question, because we're coming up on the clock here. Last question. Any reports that you are aware of of Shatner seeing any gremlins outside the window of the spacecraft when he launched into space?
1: Of course, uh, you were referring to a classic uh, uh, Twilight Zone episode, I believe it was called Horror Horror at 20,000 Feet. Terror
2: at at 20,000 Feet. feet,
1: Where Shatner's a nervous passenger who is seeing a gremlin on the plane, destroying the plane, and then they take him away to the uh, mental health institution. Uh, No, I have not seen any of that, but I still believe it's possible. (laughs)
2: Well, that's, and again, that shows, and in the early days, you know, William Shatner did a lot of things. Um, and unfortunately at some point he thought he was a fabulous actor. I'm not sure what he actually thought that he was, but that's, that's what resulted in Rocket Man.
1: If, if, you just, if you ask Shatner, one time I was showing that video to somebody I worked with who happened to be an actress, and she looked at it and said, boy, he must have a great sense of humor to do a parody like this. I said, no, 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 no. he's serious. He's dead serious. He thinks he's the greatest performance artist in the history of acting. So, yes, that's exactly what the case was. So, yes, I I encourage anybody to get YouTube. It's on YouTube. Just like William Shatner, Rocket Man, you will laugh hysterically.
2: Well, and and in closing, John, when I interviewed Frank Cusimano a couple of weeks ago over on our sister station, 97.1, I dropped your name. I know that you and Frank Cusimano are great friends. And when Mm -hmm. I mentioned you on the air to Frank, Frank said, John Sloan this city's greatest sports reporter and if you don't believe me just ask John
1: and once again Frank was absolutely right if you ask me I will say don't get this a whole different thing I can get started on that we'll save it for another interview but yes uh, Frank's a great guy and we had a good time with that.
2: John hey thank you there couldn't be anyone anyone that I know on this planet or frankly in the entire Federation. Who, who is worthier than you to discuss William Shatner's venture into space. Thank you for joining us this evening on At Your Service.
1: It's quite an honor. Thank you, Bradley, anytime.
2: Thank you, John. And next week, lunch is on you. Hey, uh, when, we, <laughs> when we come back from this break, I'm going to break down the Rams litigation. I mentioned it a moment ago, and tying it into the John Gruden email scandal, and also talk about uh, what I think is going to happen in terms of settlement negotiations between now and the date of trial, January 10. But I want to open the phone lines because as we br- as we jump into this, I am firmly convinced that St. Louis will get money in this settlement. I don't think it'll go to trial. My question for you is this: If the St. Louis region does win this lawsuit, what should they spend the money on? If if we get hundreds of millions, perhaps something close to a billion dollars in a settlement, where should that money go? What should it be used for? How should we spend it? Or, as some national commentators have speculated, would you rather see us get an NFL expansion team as part of the settlement? 314-436-7900. Would love to hear your thoughts on that. Brad Young sitting in this evening on At Your Service. We'll be right back.
0: Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching thirty seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in thirty seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your home of the Billikens, Chiefs, and Cardinals. I like sports. Listen to sports. America's sports voice. KMOX.
2: Welcome back to At Your Service Brad Young in this evening and by now you've undoubtedly heard about the John Gruden situation. You've undoubtedly heard about it. So you know John Gruden, he was the he was the coach of Las Vegas and uh Las Vegas Raiders and uh, he had to resign because of emails that he sent sometime in the last 10 years. I think most of them were in the 2011, 2012, 2013 time frame. So it's not anything recent, but clearly in these emails, there were racist language used, misogynistic language used, and uh, anti-gay language used. And so he had to resign. And the NFL, as it's been reported, widely been reported, it wasn't as if they were searching for something on John Gruden. The search was actually with regard to an investigation into the Washington football team. And these emails were uncovered during that particular search. And so he had a hundred million dollar contract. And I believe that he's going to lose out on 65 million of that hundred million dollar contract because of things that he said. And chances are, I mean, I'm not the sports expert here. I'm just looking at it from a PR perspective. Chances are the guy will not work again. I mean, he might at some point in the future, but certainly not in the, near, in the near term. So John Gruden is out. The question is, and this is the first thing I thought of when I heard the news about John Gruden, was how this ties into the St. Louis litigation. Because, again, everyone within the sound of my voice knows that the city of St. Louis is currently suing the Rams, suing the NFL, suing multiple owners, including, uh, there's, there's a whole list of them, including Patriots owner Robert Kraft and uh, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, New York Giants owner John Mara, the Chiefs owner Clark Hunt, and others. They're suing them because of fraud with regard to the moving of the Rams out of St. Louis. So I'm covering material that you already know. But part of me and part of you, maybe, rather, is thinking right now, What on earth does this John Gruden situation have to do with the Rams? Two completely different situations, Brad. How are they connected? Well, here's how they're connected, at least in my mind, is this. If you've heard me talk about the Rams litigation here on CAMOX over the last year, you've undoubtedly heard my analysis, and my analysis here is not unique. It's analysis you've heard elsewhere as well. Which is that this case will settle because of the publicity that could arise if information gets leaked or comes out as a result of litigation. Now, at my law firm, I spend large portions of my day going through what I call document dumps. Whenever I send out a subpoena or request for production of documents, and someone sends, you know, backs a truck up to my office to drop off the documents. And then you got to go through them. And then, of course, I do the same thing to the other side. That's how litigation works. And we're seeing that with the John Gruden situation because here the NFL was investigating one issue, had nothing to do with Gruden. But because of that investigation, they discovered explosive emails related to someone unconnected with the litigation. Well, You can see where I'm going with this analysis. Part of the allegation in the St. Louis lawsuit is that there was collusion between the NFL owners to commit fraud and perpetrate fraud against the city of St. Louis with regard to the departure of the Rams. The evidence that we've already seen and chronicled, I've chronicled this evidence right here on Camo X many times that. We see that at the same time, Stan Kroenke is buying property in Los Angeles for a new football stadium. He's still saying our intent is to stay in St. Louis forever. At the same time that uh, uh, members of the upper echelon of the Rams are talking privately about we're going to be moving to Los Angeles in no time, including telling that to the football coach uh, Jeff Fisher. They're publicly stating our intention is to stay right here in St. Louis. That's your quintessential definition of fraud. And in any type of fraud, particularly when it's fraud among a multiple or a group of people, you have to be able to get evidence through the discovery process of how the defendants committed this collusion to perpetrate the fraud. So I know this is a little detail, but hang with me. Because some of the discovery requests that have gone out from the city of St. Louis, the county of St. Louis, and the Visitors and Convention Bureau is copies of texts and emails between all of the owners, including those owners that I just mentioned, Chiefs owner Clark Hunt and John Mara and Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft, is to obtain all of their emails. And since this case with the Rams goes back to 2010, 2011, just like the John Gruden emails. That was before most people in America were as sensitive about those things as we are today. So if in part of the litigation involving the Rams, when St. Louis requests copies of emails between John John Mara and Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones... What are those emails going to say? Now, most of the focus, and you heard Sean Michael Lyle talk about it at the top of the hour, that there's a, there was at least like a $50,000 fine today that was broken down between $5,000 against one owner and $8,000 against another owner because they've not produced their financial records. Absolutely. These guys do not want to produce their financial records. They don't want that information to become public. But when you're alleging fraud and punitive damages are at stake, the financial resources of the defendants are specifically relevant to the litigation. So as much as they don't want to give up this information related to their finances, to how much money they make, how their assets are, as much as they don't want to give that information up, think about how much more they don't want emails coming out. But these guys were emailing each other. There might be misogynistic statements in these emails. There might be racist statements in these emails. Heck, even if you think about uh, Robert Kraft with the Patriots, there may be emails about him going to that massage parlor in Florida. I mean, you don't know what's in those emails. We don't know what we don't know. But they do know what we don't know. And that's the point I'm trying to get across. When I heard about John Gruden and the explosive emails, I can guarantee you if you would have asked John Gruden a week ago, hey, John, just let's uh, let's just spitball here for a moment. Did you send any racist emails like 10 years ago? He would have said no. If he said, John, did you send out any racially insensitive emails 10 years ago? I promise you he would have said, not a chance, no way, never happened until the emails got produced. And if you go and ask Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones at all about whether they sent out any racist or misogynistic or uh, anti-gay slurring texts or emails between themselves and the other owners, I promise you right now they too, just like John Gruden would say, Nah, not a chance never happened. But we don't know what's in those texts or emails until they are produced. And so if the finances, if their desire not to disclose their finances is not enough of an incentive for them to try to reach a settlement with, the, with St. Louis in this litigation, think about how much more leverage this John Gruden email scandal puts on the NFL. And that's the other part of this, too, that's been only sporadically reported, is this important component. Whenever Stan Kroenke got the other owners to vote in favor of allowing him to move the Rams from St. Louis to Los Angeles, he had to sign an indemnification agreement with all the other owners and the NFL itself he agreed to release and indemnify them for all damages, awards, verdicts, or settlement amounts in this litigation in the event litigation was filed because this was done before St. Louis filed their lawsuit. But just as importantly, he also agreed to indemnify the owners and the NFL, Stan Kroenke did, for all of their attorney's fees. And folks, these are attorney's that are that are not working for minimum wage. I will let I will tell you that we're talking expensive attorneys, the the best attorneys money can buy, and the Rams have them, and they don't come cheap. And right now, eventually, Stan Kroenke is going to have to foot the bill for all of that. Now the guy's worth. Last time I saw, four to five billion dollars. His wife is worth something like that. She's from the Walton family. For goodness sakes, her family owns Walmart. So and Sam's. So they've got plenty of resources. They're not going to miss any meals. But if there's one thing here that in order to avoid all of the embarrassment, all of the PR from having emails that have racial slurs in them potentially or anti-women or anti-gay slurs, in addition to it being broadcast to the world what their finances are, the one way, the one way to avoid all of it and make it go away write a big fat check. And so that's why and they've got the money to do it. They've got the money to do it. But my question, we're going to a break here. When we come back from this break, this is what I would like to hear from you. I set it all up for you. And if the if this case does in fact settle between now and January 10th, which would you prefer? Money or an expansion team? I've got an opinion on that. I'm going to get uh, producer Mike Anderson's uh, uh, take on this as well because he knows far more about sports than I do. But would you rather have money or would you rather have a new stadium and a new team? 436-7900-314. 436-7900. Call or text Brad Young this evening at your service. Don't go away. Work or play? KMOX is
3: right there with you. We go where you go.
2: Stan Kroenke is to lying like Wisconsin is to cheese. Brad Young sitting in this evening on Camo X, and we're talking about the Rams litigation, talking about where this case is going and why I think this case will settle. I mean, we've gotten a whole bunch of text messages in here, and almost all of them are, take the money, take the, mo- take the money. But I want to hear your comments on this 314-436-7900 call or text should should the rams take the money and if so what should they spend it on or should they take an expansion team as some national commentators are saying is a real possibility here i'm torn but i'll break down my comments in a minute but i want to hear from dan who's been holding hey dan welcome to camo x hey how you doing buddy i'm doing great sir uh so what do you think uh take the money take the team what are your thoughts
1: here's the craziest thing is you're going to sue these owners and their fine is $24,000.
2: Well, yeah, but it's going to be about $10,000 a day, which for you and I translates to about a penny, a penny. a day.
1: That is just the craziest crap I ever heard. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to say that,
2: but it just, to me, you're not penalizing them a penny a day. I no, don't, don't it's don't not. Now you're right. not penalizing them, but eventually, when this case gets to trial, that's why I gave that quote from Adelaide Stevenson, who said, "A billion here and a billion there, and pretty soon you're talking about real money." I mean, they don't care about twenty five grand here and there, but if you're talking five hundred million, seven hundred and fifty million, a billion dollars, I mean, even that's going to get the attention of a, of an NFL owner.
1: Absolutely, but is it worth to have them back? I would say no. They've already destroyed us twice.
2: Yep. So what's the old saying? Uh, fool, fool me once, uh, uh, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But what's it mean when you fool me a third time? I, I don't know. The joke doesn't go that far.
1: Yeah, third time I give up.
2: We've given you everything we've got, and we just aren't good enough. Third time I give up. <laughs> well, Dan, thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts this evening on X. Appreciate it.
1: Have a great
2: night. You too, my friend. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Uh, wh- one of the texts that came in before I get to Mike Anderson here, one of the texts that came in said, the city needs police. Take the money. The justice center, workhouse, security, address the homeless. A new team is just more money to the unethical NFL. Wow. That, that's a fantastic comment. Another comment. Only take the team if the NFL pays for the stadium. That's that's my point. And and we'll uh, I'll break that down in a moment. Uh, someone else said uh, I would like to have a team, but make them sign a thirty-year lease and Cronky pay for the dome to be updated or build a new stadium. Excellent, excellent idea. And then we've got another person texted in that said uh, I'd like to have a team. Well, yeah, I, I would like to have hair too, but it's not realistic. So those those are those are some of the thoughts we've had this evening. Of course, if you want to call or text, we'd love to hear your thoughts. but Mike Anderson, you're a, a sports guy. how do you see this? If you just take the assumption here that there will be a large settlement or a large jury verdict uh, if you if you had if you could make the decision here, would you rather see St. Louis get a big pot of money or, an expansion team for the NFL. What are your thoughts?
3: You know, Brad, uh, as I mentioned to you off the air, I'm, I'm so torn on this cause, um, I'm a huge sports fan. You know, I, I could tell you where I watched every single Rams playoff game during, mm-hmm. you know, from 99 to 2005. Um, but frankly, they've just done us wrong. Um, so drastically that I, I don't think that I would be willing to, um, to really even get back into the league. Like I, I, I don't watch too much football on Sundays. If I'm at a friend's house or a bar now and it's on, uh, maybe I'll, I'll check it out if people are watching it, but, um, you know, it's kind of nice having this whole seventh day of the week to myself now, rather than being stuck (laughs) on the couch, watching the game. So, so I'm pretty much done with it. Um, I root against the league, uh, in all honesty. Um, but as I told you off the air, I'm not sure if I trust what St. Louis is going to do with the money either. So I'm, I'm really torn on it. Um, I, I do see an NFL team being an important thing for your city uh, in some regards. You know, that's that's a cash cow that can mm-hmm. continue to earn money for your city on an put annual pe- basis. Put people to work. Yeah, absolutely. Bring so,
2: people downtown.
3: So I understand that. Um, personally, I think I'm just a little too prideful to give in to the NFL again.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I see it, and I've had these conversations with folks in county government, not with city, but I have talked to county government officials, and I've posed this question. If the NFL gave us an expansion team, would would there be any interest in building a new stadium for an NFL team? And with 100% unanimity, I was told not ever going to happen, period. By county, multiple county government officials have told me that. So if the if the county doesn't kick in money, there's no way the city could afford it, nor would they want to do it. So unless part of a settlement involves both the building of a stadium for free and the giving us of an expansion team.
3: I would also add building a practice facility
2: and a practice facility because we had to sell the one we had for a dollar to the Rams So unless those things happened, but a team today is worth more than a billion dollars, a a stadium is worth more than a billion dollars. You put those two things together, that's $2 billion. I think, frankly, that's more than what the litigation itself is worth. So whenever I look at it and analyze it in terms of what is a feasible settlement, I just don't see any feasible way to work a deal where we got a stadium, a practice facility, and a team as a settlement. And if that's going to be too difficult, the result is, well, we'll just write you a check for $750 million, go away. And that is probably the easiest solution, wouldn't you think?
3: Yeah. And I mean, if even if we were to be given a team, would you really trust the league to give us a fair chance? Like, no. Don't you think they would make sure we weren't very good?
2: They're, they're going to hose us all over again. Because if we, if we beat them out of a team through litigation, they're just going to look for ways to stick it to us down the road. Hey, what are your thoughts? We're going to carry this into the next hour because we've got some folks calling in right now. 314-436-7900. Brad Young, at your service. That means we are here for you on KMOX.